message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Thank you, Father, because your word has a free course and is glorified this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Please be seated. Revelation chapter 21. Revelation chapter 21. And I'm going to be reading from verse 1. You put my 30 minutes that Pastor Wilson gave me today. Put it up. Thank you. Just 30 minutes. Let me see what I can do. Verse 1. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no, no sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. Hallelujah. 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 And I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the cowardly unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Isaiah chapter 64, 65. Isaiah 65, and I'm reading from verse 17. I want to hear your Bible's turning. Isaiah 65 verse 17 says, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall be remembered or come, shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing and, the, and her people a joy. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Flip to chapter 20, 66 of the same Isaiah. I was just amazed to see that what, what, what um, John was prophesying in Revelation, what he was seeing was already prophesied over 500 years before then. 66 verse 22. 66 verse 22. For as the new heavens and the new earth, 
which I will, I, I will make shall remain forever, shall remain before me, says the Lord. I read that again. For as the new heavens and the new earth which I, shall, which I make shall remain before me, says the Lord. So shall your descendants and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. Verse 24. And they shall go forth and look upon the corpses of men who have transgressed against me. For their worm does not die, and their fire is not quenched. They shall be an ab abhorrence to all flesh. Praise the Lord. Once more, heaven is on my mind. Heaven is on my mind. Sometime during this week, the Holy Spirit dropped it upon my heart to remind you of heaven. Silently, my spirit, I just had, speak on heaven. Now, heaven is one of my favorite things to think about, to talk about, and to preach about. And we need constantly to be recalibrated from our wanderings and forgetfulness back on track to focus on who we are and where we are going. Because sometimes life gets so loud that we are often carried away and we think this is all to it about our lives. But this is not all to it. It is not all about suffering, about looking for money limited or money looking limited. That is not what we are all about. My people say chat room limited. That is laddish. She calls it chat room limited, looking for money. It is not, we are not all about just scrapping and scraping and trying to make ends meet. That we are here for a short time and our destination is heaven. And the crowd sang and said, it won't be long, we'll be going home. It says, count the days as hours, count the weeks as days, count the days as hours, count the hours as minutes, because very soon we'll be going home. So I looked at this scripture. It's one of my favorite scriptures, by the way. I like to just read it sometimes. I love heaven. I've seen heaven in my spirit and in the books I have read. So what, what some of the things I notice in this scripture is, number one, God is going to create a new heaven and a new earth. Meaning that there's going to be an improvement over this earth. Isn't that amazing? If you're going through go, towards Gombe or Obudukatu Ranch or Joss, and you look at the land, you look at the creation, it's so beautiful. You look at the oceans, it's beautiful. You look at the sky, there's nothing to be improved on it. And yet God is going to wipe it out and bring a new one. Can you think, can you imagine it? It just excites me that this one we are living in is going to pass away. And the imagery the Bible gives us is like the, a bride adorned for her husband. Have you seen a woman in the morning or at home when the wig is off and there's no brazier and there's nothing, no, no packaging? Everything is just swinging everywhere. She's smelling and all. Girls, all of us, even young girls, forget these long things you are seeing. They reel them at home. Like your sisters. Have you seen your sisters and your men? But then on their wedding day, every ugly woman is beautiful on her. There is no ugly bride. So the imagery you should see is that this earth we are living in 
It's like a bride, a woman in the morning without brazier, without anything, with a smelly mouth, with hair scattered and all, everything. This is how this earth is now. The one that is going to be released will be like a bride. Can you imagine it? Can you imagine it? Imagine another earth that is adorned like a bride. I love heaven. Satan is not angry, he's not happy, has turned my pages so that I will not talk about heaven, but forget him. What glory, what beauty, what splendor. In this new earth and this new heaven, we will not be believing in God. We will not, there will be no faith. There will be no hope. For God, the Bible says God himself will now live with us. He will dwell with us. Like we dwell with our children and our family. Anytime you want to see God, you go and see him. In fact, you're just thinking and you'll be in his presence. God himself will be with us. We will not be believing for anything because the Bible says we shall inherit all things. If we overcome, we will inherit all things. Any and everything you are imagining, you will inherit. There will be no electricity. Thank God there will be no diesel and generator. There will be no sun. There will be no moon. There will be no stars. Jesus Christ himself will be the light. Can you even imagine it? That one person will feel eternity, will feel every space. Kalebo shakalima bahaya. You will not need to charge any telephone or cook any hot water. Everything is just there at the instance of your thought. But the one that shocked me the most as I read that scripture is the fact that there will be no more seas. There will, this whole, the seas, come, come, I think they occupy over how many percent of the earth? 75. Hey, hey. Meaning that God is going to free up that space and create beauty on it. To occupy, to, so that it can contain all the people that have lived in eons of life. It's amazing. So if there, if there will be no more seas, then God is going to create certain rivers. Because water will flow. Sir? There will be beaches. Yes, sir. White beaches. There will be purple, any, any color beaches you want, you will find there. It's amazing. Heaven will be amazing. No more seas. This sea, eh? Since that thing exploded in water, it is fear me. Water is the most wicked thing in the world. It doesn't talk, it doesn't, it just, you know, they, you know, they hear, you know, fire, you can quench it, you can't stop water. And the seas here, they are miles deep. Miles deep. And the Bible says God will suck it up. So we shall not be afraid of flying over the sea. You know, be flying. Not this witch fly, where they fly for afternoon, no. Real flying. God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. No death. Imagine a heaven where there is no crying. You know, no matter who you are, sometimes you, you just cry. 
No death. No death. No death. No sorrows. No crying. No pain. No lack. No want. No poverty. No politicians. You ought to clap at that point. Politicians lying at you, deceiving you, taking advantage, eating your money, telling you lies, old recycled people coming back. Thank God we shall, some of them we shall, they are Egyptians we will not see again. And we will not miss them. It says, for the former things will be done away with and they will pass away. Verse 5. Jesus Christ says to John, these words are true and faithful. What that means is that these words are trustworthy. It will come to pass. Then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, write, for these things are true and faithful. Everything you will need will be given freely in heaven. We shall not thirst for anything. We shall not thirst for car, thirst for house, thirst for healing, thirst for children, thirst for marriage. There will be no thirst. Every thirst will be quenched. Complete and total satisfaction. Nothing missing, nothing broken. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my people. I don't know about you, but I'm so looking forward to this, to seeing this new heaven and new earth that is as beautiful as a bride. Listen to me, there are some of you sitting down here that this is the only earth you will know, and this is the only heaven, because you're not living right. But for some of us, we will see this earth and the next one. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. Verse eight, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, abominable, the murderers, people who commit abortions, People who commit abortions. People who commit abortions. Abortion is murder. Abortion is not a blob of blood. It's life. Once that sperm cell and egg meet, life has begun. Has begun. Life has begun. So you cannot, you, you cannot be calling God and going to kill children on a regular basis. Murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, the ones who consult witches and wizards, the ones who go to other sources to look for help other than God, idolaters and all liars. Nigerians, we can lie. Christians, we lie. And you know, when I say this in church all the time, people laugh. But we can lie. And that sometimes the lies are not even necessary. You know, there are some lies that will save your lives. This one is nonsense lie. Like you're in your house lying on your bed and you say, I'm coming, I'm almost there. You have not gotten, it's not funny. It's a sin that will take you to hell. I know no church is preaching hell. I will preach it. It will take you to hell. All liars will have their part in the lake that burns with fire. And whether you believe it or not, there is hell. There are some people that believe that there is no heaven, there is no hell. I would rather just believe it so that if it is there, fine, I was saved. Rather than not believe it. And then you go and find out it's there. All liars will have their parts in, hell, in the lake of, that burns with fire, in the lake of fire, which is the second death. 
What surprised me is as I read, I saw this reference, then I looked at Isaiah. And they shall go forth and look upon the corpses of men who have transgressed against me. For their worm does not die, and their fire is not quenched, and they shall be an adherence to all flesh. Their worm does not die. So every sin is against God. You will think you are doing it to man. You will think that that wickedness is to your wife or to your children or to somebody who offended you. But no, every sin is directly against God. So you will go to hell not because you sinned, you, you just, no, but because you were offending God. God hates sin. Pastor Wilson said, I say, Pastor, you encourage the people. <laughs> this is encouragement. This is big encouragement. <laughs> So Jesus corroborated this scripture of Isaiah 66 verse 24 here in Mark chapter 9. Turn your, show them Mark chapter 9. Turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 9. He says, if your hand, verse 43, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed, wounded, or injured, and part of your body permanently damaged, rather than having two hands to go to hell, into the fire that shall never be quenched. Read the next verse, everybody. Where they are warm, everybody. Where they are warm does not die, and the fire is not quenched. Verse 45, if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter your life, to enter life lame, rather than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that shall never be quenched. Verse 46, together. Where they are warm does not die, and the fire is not quenched. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire. 48 together, where their worm does not die and the fire. Why would Jesus repeat a sentence three times in a very short discourse? Why? Because it's serious and because it's going to be. So in Isaiah 66, the prophet already prophesied it and Jesus showed it to John. At the mouth of two or three shall every word be established. There is a hell where the fire does not die, where worms do not die, where people will ache and cry and gnash their teeth forever. There is a fire, there is a hell. In five verses, three times. So the one thing that will not enter heaven is sin. The Bible says God is of purer eyes than to behold sin. Much as God loves, loved Lucifer and loved the worship of Satan, when Satan sinned, God pushed him out of heaven. If God pushed Satan out of heaven, why will he keep you? Why would he keep you? If God banished the whole first world during Noah's time and killed everybody, why would he not kill this generation that he gave his only son for? God hates sin so much, that is why he sent Jesus. It is for sin and for freedom that God sent Jesus to die. So the sole reason for Jesus' coming was to deal with sin. And he did. Please listen to me one more time. Every sin is against God. And every sin is sin. Sin is sin. Sin is not a mistake. Sin is not a mistake. A mistake is something you do not know, you just accidentally do. Sin is what you think about and carry out with your will. There is no fornication or adultery or pornography you're watching that is an accident. 
It's an accident. You are doing accident every day, every day, every day, every day. It's no longer an accident now. When Eve disobeyed God, it was sin. It was not a mistake. And all sin is disobedience against God. Sin is to pass over or go beyond a limit or boundary imposed by law. And sin is a voluntary, voluntary, voluntary departure of a moral agent from a known rule or moral rectitude prescribed by God. It's voluntary. When you decide to do something, you decide to be a coward, you decide to be a coward that does not talk to people about Jesus, a coward that will not live a clean life because you want to belong, the cowardly, the drunkards. You say, Pastor, is just drinking, I'm not harming anybody. You are harming the temple of God because you are supposed to have a clean, clean mind to represent God. That's why drunkards will not enter, we will not enter heaven. Look at it in the Bible. You will not enter. Smokers, drug addicts, every time you are altering your mind, you are, it's selfish, it's all about you. You will not enter. You will not enter heaven. I hear that there is a lot of sexual immorality in our church. People no longer feel like having sex with anybody is sin. It's just, a, it's just, it's amazing how we have agreed and accepted the values of the world. Whether you accept it and disbelieve the Bible does not change anything. Right is right. In the eyes of God, it's right. And sexual immorality can never be right. You can never say sin, sex is nothing. It is everything. Sex, having sex out of marriage is the reason why you are where you are. The pain you are having, the lack of progress you are having, the, the things happening around you is as a result of the life you are not living in obedience to God. <laughs> Boyfriend and girlfriend sleeping together. They come for premarital counseling. They are almost 90% of them have already slept with one another. I want you to know that having sex with somebody is a very big, it's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. The Bible says if you put your body with somebody else, you become one spirit with that person. And so you are sleeping with five people, you have their spirits in you. Whether you are a man or a woman, you, you keep sleeping with a woman, with women that are not your wife, you weaken them, their weakness is upon you. That's why you are a weak man. I need you to understand. I need you to understand this point. Any woman that gives in to you sexually is a weak woman. So when you sleep with her, you have carried her weakness into your body. That is why you will never rise. That is why you will always be a weak man. Men of rectitude have controlled their sexual appetites. You sleep with people, you carry their spirit. Some of you are carrying spirits of 10 people, 10 women, 10 men. Because you just sleep, you just open your legs to anybody because to you it's just sex. And some of you have to have sex so you look good. Are you mad? You will look good. You are looking good, but you are on your way to hell. You will go to hell. You will not enter this heaven. Because if God had killed some people for the same sin, he would be unjust to let you enter with the same sin. <laughs> Girls living in boys' homes. Some of you sitting here, you, have, you are coming together from your house. You are not married, but you are having sex. You are going to hell. Straight up. I don't care what, you, you, what anybody tells you. You are going to hell on a very fast banana peel. <laughs> Widows and widowers 
having sex with people they are not married to, married men and married women, sleeping with people they are not married to. It surprises me that a married man has the audacity, the gumption, to go and sleep with somebody else. But I guess sin does not, or that sin does not care whether, everybody has audacity to sin. But I'm surprised. You do, let me not go ahead of them. Older women divorcing their husbands and marrying young men so that they can have good sex. Such evil going on in, in the body of Christ. Men molesting their house helps and taking them for abortions. People watching pornography on your telephone right now as sites you visit every day, you are visiting them to hell. You will watch pornography with Satan in hell, but it is not going to heaven. Any sexual relationship outside of legitimate marriage is sin, and sin is, and that sin is against God. So if you are in any sexual morality, you are headed to hell, where their worm does not die, and the fire is not quenched. Every sexually immoral person will have their part in the lake that burns the fire. You say, but pastor, when I confess my sin, God will forgive me. When you confess your sin, not... Born again, fall again, born again, fall again. Somebody keeps offending you, offending you, offending you. Do you think they are sorry? No. To, be, to repent means that you have turned. It is like I was a sexual pervert, then I found Jesus, I turned. I'm no longer a sexual pervert. I'm going the opposite direction. You can't be rabashe in on the path of sexual perversion. And then you go and sleep and you come back. You are, you are nonsense. Nonsense. It's not Christianity. It's not Christianity. You're on your way to hell. Hell is fire. Please go and try it. Put your hand over fire and let it stay there for, see if it stays there for five seconds. And you'll be in it forever because you were having pleasure. What pleasure? What pleasure? What pleasure? Pleasure that leaves you. You feel dirty, you feel guilty, you feel cheated, you feel shame, you feel guilt, you feel powerless, you feel violated. You violate the Holy Spirit in you, you violate yourself, and you violate the person you slept with, both as a woman and as a man. They're sitting down here look, looking at me, all manner of sexual perversions, and you tell them to stop, they'll be arguing with you. Like, if, if I stop, he won't marry me. He will not marry you. Whether you stop or not, he will not marry you because he has defined you as a loose woman. Why will he marry you? There is no mystery or wonder to you. He has finished seeing everything about you. Why should he marry you? Your breasts are hanging out every day. He has seen all your breasts, suck them left, every which way. Sex you, center life and forward. Why will he marry you? He will go to look for another one. And eventually he will go to the village and bring a lady that knows no jack and marries her because he will pick a new one again over you. Sin has consequences. Even if God forgive you, I was listening to Oroko and he was talking about that in the systems and the kingdoms of God, there's something about spiritual dimensions, something. He said, God is very legalistic. The laws apply in heaven. Laws can never be removed. And so if you sin, the next, God will forgive you, but laws will take their course. Let me tell you an example. Did God forgive Adam and Eve? Yes. Did, they, did the consequence follow them? Yes. 
Did God forgive David for sexual immorality? Yes. Did the consequences follow him? Yes. Not only him, but to his children. Sin has consequences. And it's not all that it promises to be. But the greatest consequence is you not going to heaven. Listen to me. Every time you sleep with somebody who is not your husband, every time you watch pornography, you are, you are powerless. You have taken out some power, some confidence, some mm, from your life. And so you are just walking. That's why nothing is working. That's why you can't even pray because you are weak. You begin to pray. Sometimes I beg, shut up. Pastor said that they pray. You might have joined prayer. I beg, keep quiet. The Bible says, Any, let all of us who name the name of the Lord must depart from iniquity. Sexual sin is the most devastating thing that you do to yourself. You violate the Holy Spirit, you violate yourself, you violate the other person, and you violate God. It demotes, it weakens, it takes away from you, it does not add to you. It brings loss, hurt, it brings pain, hatred, and sexual Especially sexual sin will make you hate the person. Go to Tama and Amnon. Those are, look at the people you slept with in your life. Do you look at them and smile in your spirit? You feel shame and anger. Why did I do that? Sin is two-sided, spiritual and social. Every time you are tempted to sin, it's because Satan has seen that there's something coming. There's a breakthrough coming. There's a privilege coming. There's something God is okay. So Satan will tempt you to scuttle it. Because every time you do that, that thing will go. So when you are tempted next time, ask yourself, what is Satan, what has Satan seen that he wants to take away from me? Because there is something he sees going to happen, maybe some money. And I mean, let's, let's, me, I understand God from parent level. That I have decided to give, let's say, worthy, one million naira. And then I go to his room, I find him smoking and drinking and whatever. Will I go and say, take the one million? First of all, I will abuse him. <laughs> I will abuse him. And then after the abuse, I'll pray for him. I will cry over him. And then I'll take my money and come and put it in church. That's what happens when you sin. Every time you sin against God. So next time sin is going to come, ask what is Satan going to take? Consequences do not go away. To every command of God, there is an inbuilt reward and a repercussion all in it. And nothing can change it. Yes, God will forgive you, but there's consequences. The devil tells you it's okay. It's not okay. Ultimate, and the ultimate de de destination for every sin is death. That is why Paul said, sin shall not have dominion over us. So if you're going to live powerfully and victorious, you must give away sin. Turn away from sin and follow God. And you know you can do it. I've said it here over and over. If you don't have sex, you won't die. The only thing you cannot do without is air. Drinking, smoking. It's listed there. But I wanted to deal on that sex thing. Because what I'm hearing about us is not good. I hate it when brides come here. Pastor Wilson, please, going forward, I don't want, you know, when we ask them, Emeka, we ask them during prima, have you slept? We say yes. Anybody that has slept with their husband, don't bring them to this altar. Please do their wedding in the church office. Let us begin to put some power here. Let's begin to put some power here. 
and they cannot lie. When you ask them, they will tell you. They can't lie. They will tell you. Nobody who has slept with the person they are going to marry should climb this pulpit again. They are taking away our energy. Yeah. Finally, I'm going to just read the scripture and I will stop. My time has gone. Romans chapter 13. Stand on your feet. It's a sign that you are going home. It's hope that you are going home. <laughs> Romans chapter 13. Please put it up for me. Verse 13. Romans 13. Verse 13. Okay, I'll open it in my Bible. Let's read it together. Let us walk again. One more time. Wait, 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 wait. Call yourself and tell yourself to walk properly. Sarah, walk properly. One more time. Close your eyes. Sarah, walk properly. The last time. Sarah, walk again as in the day. Let's together. Not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and loss, not in strife and envy. Verse 14. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. To Verse 15. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. I think, is that all? Give me a second. Give me a second. Okay, actually it was from verse 11. That's why it finishes so, so quickly. So let's start from verse 11. And do this, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us... Let us... I want you to close your eyes this morning and look at your life. Are you headed to heaven or to hell? What shall separate you from the love of God? Being in hell is eternal separation from God and from grace and from love. Please be seated. Pastor Wilson, come and help me. I do not think that it will be proper to finish this message and you go home without, make, without making your life right with God. There are some of you seated here, you are on your way to hell by the lifestyle you are living. Pornography, lesbianism, homosexuality, men having sex with men, women having sex with women, people having sex with animals to make money. 419. Cowardice, abortions, murderer, idolaters, money, 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 money. That is all Nigerians are looking for. All of us, our lives have just become money. 
God did not create you to be a prostitute. God created you for himself. And the Bible says today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. I don't know about you, but I must go to this heaven. This new heaven that will be adorned like a bride. I want to see it. I want to live in it. I want to see all my relations and my loved ones that have died. I want to see them. If you don't go to heaven, you will never see them again. I want to see my mother again. I want to see my father. I want to see Pastor Ina. I definitely want to see Lizzie. I want to see Auntie Debere. I want to see everybody. Comfort or church. Kalibo Sikalalabande. Rhoda, Auntie Mariam, Jesus. I want to see everybody. I want to live in a heaven where there, are no, there is no tears, no, no pain, no gossip, no malice, joy. Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center.